Welcome to Coffee Table Mythos. I'm Eliza. And I'm Leah. Grab your favorite beverage and let's talk myths. What you drinking today, Leah? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that fast. All right. It comes in a blue bag. Yes. It is a caramel coconut crunch Hawaiian coffee. Close enough. Yes. <laughs> What did I get wrong? It's coconut caramel crunch. <laughs> but it's like... Um, <laughs> failure! It's from Kauai Co Coffee Company. We decided to try it because it had caramel in it, and it was cheaper. And for once, it's actually straight that coffee and, and not a Franken else. coffee. Yeah. So happy November, everyone. Yeah. Hope you had a really good Halloween sewing. Dia de los Muertos, whatever you're celebrating, you're celebrated. I'm a little bit of a mess. Anyway, so how do you feel about this coffee when we first drinking it? <sighs> We're not sponsored, by the way. No. It's pretty good. So I do have my French vanilla creamer in it. Mm -hmm. I have a weird relationship with coconut. Mm. Do not give me coconut in an alcoholic beverage. Don't do it. Noted. I hate it. Okay. I like things with toasted coconut. Like Samoa's. Or oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's now called, what is it called? Now, Caramel Delights is what they call it now. Okay. Yeah. So things like that are good. I usually don't like coconut. or untoasted coconut, but mm -hmm. for some reason I'm okay with like Mounds candy bars and it's yeah. sister, Almond, Almond Joy. Joys. I don't know why, but like... When you told me it had coconut in it, I was like, oh, man. I know. That was, like, your first instinct. I was like, it's going to be okay. We're going to try it straight first and see if we're even willing to mix it in with other stuff. Right. I was like, please don't, don't mix it with her. We usually cut most coffee that comes in a bag with Folgers to make it go further. Yeah. And I was like, don't do that yet. <laughs> and I promised, so I made a pot. I think it's good. It's not as acidic it's smooth. Yeah, it's very smooth. I think it's Arabica mm -hmm. coffee. I, li I like it. It's pretty good. Tell us about your cup. Yes. She's very excited. So, there's a backstory. I don't normally splurge on stuff like this, but I could not resist. I was in Giant getting my groceries, and their Halloween stuff was all on sale. So, like, <laughs> I got a snack platter for $2.00. I got fake webs. And this is before Halloween. They've already got the Christmas stuff. Like, I did this grocery shopping a week prior to Halloween. And they had all the Christmas coffee out. The Christmas Oreos. The gingerbread flavor. The red cream flavor. I was a little disappointed. Except I was excited because I got this mug. And it is a purple and teal vampire. With, at the top of its head, having a um, opening for the coffee. And then its handle is purple and black stripes. And I absolutely adore it. And it's a nice and big it's mug. It's a big mug. I could probably put some good soup in this. Yeah. And chili. Ugh. It's bigger than your hand. Yeah, it is bigger than my hand. It's like, how about my face? Almost. Almost, yeah. So, I really enjoy this um, this mug that I got for $2. It's pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. Normally these mugs for like $12. Anyways, that's my vampire mug. What mug are you drinking out of? 
So since we mentioned it the other week, I am drinking out of the owl mugs that our California family got us. And it came in a set of four with a standing rack so that they stack on top of each other. And yeah. each one is a different color outside, rim, inside, and handle. So the one I'm using is blue on the outside with the owls, green rim, red inside, orange handle. It's very pretty. I like it. Yeah. We're trying to switch things up a little bit, at least. And we actually didn't go to Dunkin' to get coffee this morning, which was surprising. The past few weeks, I've been, whenever we've gone to Dunkin', I've actually got what they call the Charlie, which is basically a cold brew coffee with caramel syrup and... It's supposed to be whole milk. It's supposed to be whole milk. I always substitute it with almond. But anyway, <laughs> so we went to Dunkin' this morning and we didn't get that. We decided to try the Halloween donuts that they had which there's only like two, the ghost pepper donut and the spider donut. Yes. Yes. How did you feel? Like, as a person that doesn't like to eat a lot of spicy things, how did you feel about the ghost pepper donut? Okay, so Eliza took a gigantic bite first because she loves spice. And I saw her face. And what the preface to this is we saw a TikTok lady who was like, I don't like spice, but I wanted to try this donut. And she was like, oh, it's pretty good. And like, she didn't seem affected. So you're like, okay, it can't be that bad. So Eliza just takes this gigantic bite. <laughs> it starts coughing. And like her face. And I'm like, I don't know. Like maybe I should have tried it first because I'm definitely like the wuss of, of the spice people. So I try a little bit and it wasn't bad. Apparently the spice is in the sprinkles. The sprinkles, yeah. I, like, I got a very heavily concentrated sprinkle section. And I, I actually felt the um, the burn a little bit more instant than I was expecting. Yeah. Because it went straight down my throat. I was like, whoo, 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 delicious. But it wasn't bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was different, but it wasn't bad. And then the spider donut was like orange icing with a chocolate donut hole on top. And then legs painted on in chocolate icing. And they also had chocolate icing on the butt of it to so keep, keep it, it in. <laughs> I thought it was really fucking cute. But you know... Coffee and donuts wasn't bad. We like we split the donuts, yeah, so that it's not you know too much. I actually worked for Krispy Kreme before. Then no, <laughs> and I was a little disappointed that there weren't as many variety. Like their idea of doing Halloween donuts this year was like a do-it-yourself kit instead of like many flavors. They had two flavors and then a do-it-yourself kit at Dunkin', and I was just a little disappointed. I was like. Okay, you know what you guys could do? Just a suggestion. I am not getting paid whatever whatsoever to say this, but you can take a donut, put chocolate all over the top, and then take toasted coconut flakes and put it on top of the chocolate icing, give it some eyes. Oh my goodness, look at you. You've got a wolfman donut. Give it some little white icing fangs. Boom shaka. I'm just saying. Or you could even just use chocolate sprinkles as the... Yeah, As the fur instead of um, toasted coconut. We could do both. Oh, the endless possibilities. Anyways, I'm sorry, but Dunkin', come on. Like, Krispy Kreme, they've got multiple flavors. I worked enough Halloweens to know how much of a horrendous cluster it is working on Halloween at Krispy Kreme. <laughs> I just, I know, because the amount of orange icing I've had over my body in response to that, I looked like a pumpkin. Well, you like pumpkins. That's okay. I just think it's ironic that you're, like, against the do-it-yourself since we're so 
like it's like a Frankenstein donut, and we do Frankenstein coffees. So I'm not against it. I just feel like you might as well have a kit like that all year round. That's true. Well, you know it's possible. I've never noticed before, but it's possible. Maybe they have it for the different holidays. Yeah. So like, oh, here you can have heart shaped sprinkles for Valentine's Day, and Christmas tree sprinkles for Christmas. That's a good point. I guess that's one way for like the kids to get involved or whatever mm-hmm. if they wanted to make their own donuts. Anyway, that's totally off topic. What are we talking about today? Da, 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 da. It is Celtic week. Yes, and both of us chose somewhat similar beings, but of different lore in the Celtic mythos. Yes, if that makes any sense, because there's like multiple groupings of peoples that actually fall under Celt- the Celtic mythos. There's the Irish, the Scottish, the Welsh. British. The British. I feel like I'm missing one. Well, it actually, I was looking at the map because I felt like I was running out of ideas. And, or rather, when I would search Celtic monsters, I was getting mostly Irish ones that we had already done. Right. And I was like, I know that the Celts went further than just the islands and they had actually come onto mainland Europe. Oh, so the the map is is actually a lot bigger than we think. Mm. But yeah, I chose one from Wales and you got a Scottish one, yeah? Yeah, mine's mainly Scottish. Cool. With a little bit of uh Irish in there, but it's mostly Scottish. Yeah. Yeah. You want me to go first? Yeah, that's all yours. Cool beans. When you're ready. I'm going to need your help on the pronunciation of mine. Girl, you need to look that stuff up. I Celtic did. pronunciation's hard. I did. <laughs> I looked it up, and I want to make sure when I say it, I say it somewhat right. Okay. So when I say it, I want you to tell me yay or nay. But we're going to do yours first, because you're ready. More or less. More or less. You're ready. Less. 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 <laughs> Hi, Less. <laughs> Please keep that in there. (laughs) So, as I was saying, I noticed that we had a lot more Irish than anything else. And the one Welsh we did have was really on the Kusi Mm -hmm. one. It was like, oh, this is what it is in the three different locations. So it wasn't like its own standalone creature. So I go and I look and I found the Cath Pollock, which is spelled C-A-T-H space p-a-l-u-g and i was on the pronunciation website and it has like different accents where you can click it in different accents and i'm pretty sure it's like computer generated for most of them you should have heard her before we started recording (laughs) but it made me chuckle so she was like come on (laughs) they're adding a whole other word in this and i was like just do your thing, girl. Just try yeah. your hardest. <laughs> We're going to say it's Kath. Kath Pollock. So, depending on the story or depiction, it is either a black cat, which I know you like. I love my black kitties. Or a white cat with black speckles. The Kath Pollock was born in Gwynedd County of Wales. Its mother was the pig, Henwyn. And when Henwyn was pregnant, She was chased across the land because there was a prophecy that if she gave birth, it would endanger Britain. So during the chase, she gave birth to many things, some that caused ill things to happen and some that caused good things to happen. Huh. 
when the calf pollock was born it was thrown into the sea and swam across the strait to anglesey this information is found in the powerful swine herds which is found in the welsh triads and i had to look that up so the welsh triads are groups of related texts in medieval manuscripts that preserved welsh mythology history and folklore it could be as simple as a list of three things that are green and then say leaves grass lily pads or it could be complex like people and their origins or effects on the land and some scholars think that this was like a mnemonic device to help bards remember things oh that's cool yeah <laughs> so from there the calf was found and adopted by the sons of Pollock, which is where it gets his name mm. the sons raised the cat not knowing that it would become a problem for the country oh and apparently it got quite large Two other of Henwin's children, a wolf and an eagle, also would cause what they were calling great oppression on Britain, oh. even though they were taken in by well-off men as well. So due to this relationship with water, the Cathpollog usually decided to nest near water, and some sources call it half cat, half fish. Huh. In another incomplete story... It says that Sir Kay came to hunt the Cathpollog since it was terrorizing the countryside, and Cathpollog killed 180 men before it implies that it died, because what man is the porter is the English version of the Welsh name that I cannot pronounce, Got it. is an incomplete poem found in the book, also the English version, the Black Book of Carmarthen. Mm -hmm. and historians cannot say for certain that it died because like i said it's an incomplete story story yeah in other countries stories say king arthur himself fights the monster some stories say that king arthur wins and defeats the creature mm -hmm. while other stories generally french in origin <laughs> say that cath Pollock kills king arthur of course the french <laughs> The equivalent creatures in other areas are the Chapalu, the Gatupal, or the Cat of Losan. Mm. So sometimes in the stories, the cat that fights King Arthur is very specifically named. Okay. And sometimes they make it really generic, and that is the Cat of Losan as an example of the generic name. Okay. All I keep thinking of is the French being like, from Monty Python. <laughs> Go away or we shall taunt you a second time. <laughs> this is very nice. You have it. Can we see it? No. <laughs> you told him that we had it. <laughs> like, yes. I'm sorry. I, I think it's hilarious. So, King Arthur's battle against the Cathpollog is done in mosaic on the Cathedral of Othranto in Italy. Oh. And in this, it shows the cat is spotted, but in the written versions, it says that it was a black whelp, a black kitten. Oh. So I don't know if that's like a language, like it got to Italy and they decided to do this mural and there was like a translation problem and they were huh. like, oh, it's spotted. Or they'd never seen a black cat there and their cats are spotted. I don't know. 
but that's like the difference in their descriptions. Hmm. And when I was looking at the art online, I was seeing a lot more of like the white cat with the black spots. Got it. And then, as we say, today, Kath is a character in the Seven Deadly Sins manga and anime, and also the Fate slash Grand Order anime, both of which have to do with King Arthur, but to varying degrees. Oh my goodness. And what I ran up against, which might it does kind of relate it to does yours, relate exactly to mine. <laughs> is apparently there's like Big Cat. Big cat myths. Yes. In the British Isles. Yes. And they think that this might be Part connected it. to it. Yeah. 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 Did you actually look into what it meant by by that? Because I did, and I just want to see if you you did or not. I very briefly did, but I didn't write it down. I didn't so write it I... down either. <laughs> but what I do remember of it is that it had something to do with um, big cats accidentally migrating over to the British Isles somehow. Mm-hmm. And it, like, freaked the people out because they're not used to seeing, like, a leopard oh, God. in their backyards. So when you're researching mythology, you always have someone that wants to come in with, like, a scientific mind and try to explain it. Right. So this person's thought process was, well, maybe Palag in that town, Mm -hmm. maybe he, since he was a better-off man, had a leopard as a pet. And that's why... They thought... They thought, oh, well, this has to be one of... Henwin's children, because we've never seen this thing before. I mean, it would make sense. Yeah. For that to be their translation there. Like, I wouldn't put it past them, for dang sure. So Uh, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. My goodness. Oh, so, the Black Cauldron. Yes, that Henwin. Yeah, okay, so it's, is it literally that Henwin? It is literally that Henwin. Except in that, she's tiny, like, she's a small pig. Yeah, she's a little pig. Like, what is, what is the Henwin in lore? Because I did not know that was actually a thing. She's called the, like, the Great White Sow. And is, like, the mother of all this bad stuff. But, like, the, the good things that she had, it was a little confusing when I was reading it. Because in one place it said, grain and a bee. And I'm like, those are not, well, the bee's an animal, technically. But, but the grain is The not. grain is not, and I'm like... Okay. And then there was another section that it was just the grain and no bee. So I guess in some places it like caused the land to be fertile. Is oh. maybe maybe that's what they were going for. Okay, that makes Instead sense. Instead of like literally giving birth to like a sheath of grain. Yeah. Um, I'm like but fertilizer? Like <laughs> that was my first thought. And then like I said, she also had this this child that was a wolf and a child that was an eagle. And apparently they also caused some shenanigans to go down, but I didn't go into their story too much either. Because that's for a later date. That is for a different time. A different time, a different measure. So that's the Kath Pollard. All right, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. And we're back. Thank you for staying with us past the uh, commercial break. Which I think is funny because... We made the commercial before, like it's on the second episode, the I second think. week, yeah, the second or third week, <laughs> and 
I check these episodes through different streaming services after we post to make sure that they sound okay. And <laughs> it's just so funny. Hey, Eliza, do you know we haven't told our listeners yet? You've heard this story like... Probably 20, 20 times. times. <laughs> Almost 20 times by now. We're so sorry. We'll we'll eventually re-record that. That's our, that's our intention. Anyways, so I chose the cat seat. Yes. Okay. You said it right. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Woo! Yes, because this is C and this is she. So this is the Irish version yeah. and this is the Scottish version. The Scottish version, version is really So either is correct. Yeah. Okay, so the cat C, if you're doing the Irish version, it's cat she, but I did the Scottish version mainly. Um, it's a Scottish Gaelic origin in Celtic mythology. It's a fairy creature said to resemble a large black cat with a white spot on its chest. Legend states it's it, cute. <laughs> I saw pictures and people were like, it's terrifying! And I'm like, it's adorable, I want to take it home! And then you would die, because unless it's like, maybe there's like magic on its fur so you wouldn't get allergic to it, I'd take it in. Anyways, legend states it haunts the Scottish Highlands, mostly common in Scottish folklore, but also found in some Irish. Some believe that the cat C not act is not actually a fairy, but a witch that could transform into the cat nine times. Nice. On the ninth transformation, a witch will stay in the cat form. It's like you only get nine times and that's it. And it will stay in the cat form forever if you do it the ninth time. Hmm. It's in- possibly inspired by the Scottish wild cat, but it also possibly is inspired by the Kellis cat, which is a domestic cat mixed with a Scottish wild cat. Does that mean it's big? It's not a small cat. Oh, These cats see are described to be as large as a dog. Nice. Yes. I have also, when I was looking into this, they did say in some places that they could get as big as a cow. Holy shit! Fucking huge cat. (laughs) I was looking at it and I was like, you know, big as a dog sounds, you know... Doable. Doable. You got the savannah cat over there, and you're like, all right, that makes sense. Or, like, the Norwegian, Norwegian forest, forest cats. cats. And I'm like, all right, that makes sense. And they're like, it's as big as a cow. And I'm like, holy fuck. <laughs> That's huge. People of the Scottish Highlands did not trust the cat sea because it was believed they could steal a person's soul before claimed by the gods by the cat sea passing over a corpse before the burial. Burial. I can't say words. English is my first language, but I can't speak it. (laughs) (laughs) I have problems. Okay. This caused watches called... I'm going to try saying it. Fiofadalaf? Which means late wake. Performed at night and day to keep the cat sea away from a corpse before burial. I almost said it again. (laughs) To distract the cat sea... They used games of leaping and wrestling, catnip, riddles, and music. Ah, yes. Let's distract it with kitty drugs. Exactly. There were also no fires where the body was because it was believed the cat sea were attracted to warmth. So the way they were explaining it it was like there there would be multiple rooms in a a building. Mm -hmm. And the body would be in one room with no fires whatsoever, kept in the cold dark. All the other rooms, however, could be lit. But there were people in the room with the casket? Yeah, to watch it so yeah. that it wouldn't get passed over by the cat sea. On Sowen, 
It was believed that a cat sea would bless any house that left a saucer of milk out for it to drink. Those that did not leave out milk would be cursed to have all their cow's milks dry. It happens. All right, so then I found out some sad things about it. There's this practice called, I want to say it's Tagharm or Tagharm. I'm not really sure how it's pronounced, but it's spelled T-A-G-H-A-I-R-M, which is an evil practice, is what Wiki said. I don't know. I don't agree with... I'll explain it. It's a practice believed that to conduct the practice would result in a wish to be granted by a demonic cat see called Big Ears. Mama Llama, stop listening. For a moment, please. It involves burning cats over the course of four days and nights, and I would never condone such a practice. That's upsetting. Yeah. So, I looked on another site about the cat sea, and this is what I got. So, to encounter a cat sea, the person would receive a prophecy from the cat sea, and possibly this comes from that practice that I referred to. Because, mm-hmm. um... I looked into it, and it is translated as spiritual echo, or calling up the dead, and an ancient Scottish mode of divination is usually involving torture or cruelties to animals or humans, with sometimes including an animal sacrifice. Oh, wow. Many of these summonings were said to supposedly summon spirits or demons in the form of animals to answer questions concerning the future. The cat version, uh, when looked into specifically, indicated getting unlawful, I say in quote marks, wishes gratified. Last recorded summoning of big ears was in the 17th century in London in the Literary Gazette of March 1824. That is very specific. It was very specific. I saw that and I was like, wow, um, okay. I had heard of the practice because here's the thing. I've had a many a black cat in my life. If I don't have them now, it's because I had to rehome them for some reason and I found them good homes. Or accidents happened not on purpose like my first cat charlie big boy he'd come and visit me every single birthday after he ran away like ran away and found another home Mm -hmm. and i was only five so like i kind of get it (laughs) my second black cat alex he got scratched he got into a street fight And he got hurt pretty bad. I actually came home to him, like, bloodying up my pillow. Um. And we took him to the vet to see if they could do anything. And my mom told me, we'll come back in a week to get the cat. And she was hoping I would forget. A week passed, and I was like, okay, let's go get get Alex. And that never happened. (sighs) So... I say I've had a many about cat. I think I've had like three or four. At least four because... Oh yeah, one Leonidas. Had, yeah, he couldn't go to Hawaii. Leonidas couldn't go to Hawaii with me. So I like had him and his brother adopted by the same people. And then Odin. I loved Odin so much. I went on a trip. Odin wasn't feeling too hot. So I told my significant other at the time to take Odin to the vet. If things got dicey and like I would give him my my credit card number so that that could all get situated. Well, it was too late by the time my significant other decided to take her to the vet and she died in transit and I was really, really upset about it. Yeah. I still have her collar. That was traumatic. I love that kitty. Anyway, so 
every time I've ever got a black cat from someone, like, I've, like, gone over and I've had to do the whole interview thing for, like, an hour and, and everything like that, they're always concerned about people finding black cats in particular to kill during the Halloween time. And I never understood it. And then I did this, this whole thing on the cat sea. And I was like, well, that makes way more sense. They're trying to summon this this dude Big Ears so they could have some unlawful wish granted, which is just... That's sad. It's sad! Yeah, I'm like... It's sad that you've gotten multiple black cats and the it's such a widespread thing that they know to screen for it. Yeah, like, over the course of my life. And that's in multiple locations, too, because yeah. Odin was from... Hawaii. Hawaii. Leonidas was from Maryland. So... Every black cat I've ever had has been a complete sweetheart. I love them so much. Anyways, back to the whole... Sorry, I got really, it got really sad real quick. I like the part better where it's a witch. <laughs> yeah, so I actually... there's Not a few sad. There's a few folk tales that are, like, involved with this. So there's one where there's a farmer, and he's just, like, walking outside, and he sees, like, a group of cats carrying a casket with a crest on it saying the king is dead the king is dead and so the farmer goes to tell his wife what he just saw because that's strange and their cat goes oh that old dude's dead guess i'm king shoots up the chimney and never is seen again (laughs) i'm like what the fuck so that's one of them i was looking for specific tales to tell concerning the cat see Mm -hmm. and i couldn't find good enough sources for me to be like, I can straight up tell it. Mm -hmm. But there was one that I actually thought was really cute, but I couldn't tell. Not cute. It was heartbreaking, but it was romantic. Okay. It was romantic in nature. But I didn't know if it was a more recently concocted tale. I see. Or if it was... Based in folklore. Yeah. Okay, so the syndrome that we were talking about with the alien cat thing... It's called ABC, Alien Big Cat Phenomenon, which is found throughout the world where there have been many famous cases of extremely large cats being seen throughout Europe. Most well-known being the Beast of Bobman Moor, the Beast of Bivendine, and the Beast of Trowbridge, the Fen Tiger, and the Black Beast of Harborough. There have been over 140-plus alien big cat sightings in Scotland since 2010. That straight-up sounds like someone like a rich guy or something, had it and it either got out or he let it do whatever he wanted and, like, the, the peasants were, yeah. like, terrorized. They're like, what is this thing? Because I've never seen one before. Right. So the one I was talking about was called the King of the Cats, which is, like, very common. A lot of people have heard it. Okay. The other one I'm talking about... I can't find it. I found it once and it's, like, it's gone aside from that so were there any variations between the cat c and the cat she not that i could tell so they're pretty much the same pretty much the same yeah i didn't i didn't see anything saying it was separate but it was most commonly scottish okay yeah cool beans Yep, 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 yep. that story the the part about the witch and The ninth time being permanent. That sounds vaguely familiar, and I've been trying to place it this whole time, and I can't think of it. Mm. Some crazy shenanigans. I think that tale I read 
had something to do with the witch was trying to save her her lover and she had changed into a cat eight times already in order to save her lover she had to become a cat permanently in order to get the thing that her lover needed to to survive mm-hmm. and she was she was stuck as a cat forever from that day forward See, that's just, that's so familiar. You yeah, know your face. That's bothering me. <laughs> Let me see if I am fine. Yeah, that. I'm like, I read it and I was like, that's so romantic and sad. I know for a fact that a lot of the explanations I found of the cat sea was saying that when a person would come across them, they would do that, like, thing where they, they arch their backs up and their fur gets all huff, huffy and puffy. Yeah. So I probably even made them look even larger than they already were. Right. And they're already pretty freaking big cats. You can't find it either, can you? I didn't find anything about that ninth time being stuck, but I know I've heard about it, and I don't know where? why I can't find it. I can't find it either. Because, like, it's mentioned, and it doesn't explain why. And I'm like, why? If any of you listening out there know why that is the thing, like why that's a whole deal, we would like to know. You can email us at coffeetablemythos at gmail.com. We would love to hear the answer or comment on our Instagram because we should be posting a picture with this. And if we post. figure it out before when we post this episode, we'll put it in the comment section where we remember it from. Yeah. Ending comments? I feel like this would just ended really sad and we need something to uplift it a little bit. Okay. Do we need to start doing a Dovascope? <laughs> a Dovascope? Let's do a Dovascope. What's Dova? Dova's an Aquarius. Okay. Born February 17th, 2017. Daily Horoscope. Aquarius. Today you might feel too overwrought to concentrate on whatever goals you're trying to reach, particularly if they're financial. Past issues might crop up at inopportune times, but will still need to be released. If you aren't careful, this could get in the way of just about anything you need to do. Dang! Keeping cool is the most important thing to remember. Oh my god! That's not how... Poor Dova, you don't make money! <laughs> this, this website's kind of kind of interesting. So, it's horoscope.com. It was just the first one that I when I googled Aquarius. Mm-hmm. And it says, like, more horoscopes, and you can choose all these options, and one of the options is quarantine. What? Can you look up dog horoscopes specifically? Because I think that'll give a very different reading. Get your dog horoscope today on astrologyanswers.com. It doesn't even ask what she is, though. That's rude. It's just, okay, so this is just, like, any dog, but on today, October 25th, 2020, as we record this. That doesn't make any sense. It says, there is good energy in the skies today, dog, which will bring a welcome relief to any ailments that have been troubling you, but apparently not your money issues, according to the last one. (laughs) The lunar energies encourage you to take a break, and a break you shall have. With more calming, compromising energy in the air, this is a time for you to build bridges with anyone that you have fallen out with and see things from various perspectives. Empathy is strong on the agenda, so take some time to relax and reconnect with yourself. Spend time among nature if possible and ground yourself with yoga and meditation. Because you know Dova does so much yoga. Well, she likes to interrupt yoga, I can tell you that. <laughs> from personal experience. She's like, hey mom, what you doing on the floor? Can I stand on you? <laughs> 
please don't. You are 90 pounds. She'd lay down next to my treadmill mm-hmm. when I would go running. And then when I would go weightlifting, she would then go on the treadmill and lay on the treadmill. To be safe. To be safe. Yeah. I guess maybe she doesn't sense any kind of danger when I'm doing yoga, which is just naive because at any time I could just whoop and fall right on top of her. <laughs> oh my gosh. But anyway, so that's your happy note. Reminders, everybody. Make sure to check out our art for this week's creatures on our Instagram at Coffee Table Mythos. If you want to share any art of your own, make sure you use our hashtag Coffee Table Mythos so that we and our followers can check it out. As always, if you have any stories or requests, please email coffeetablemythos at gmail.com. And remember to mention if you want a shout out of either a name or a handle and where to find you, or if you would like to remain anonymous. You can also find us on our Facebook page, Coffee Table Mythos. And you can message us on here as well. Check out our merch on Teespring at teespring.com slash store slash coffee dash table dash mythos. We are adding more listings as we research more creatures and make more art. If you would like to donate to us, you can on anchor.fm slash coffee table mythos. Or you can become a patron through patreon.com slash coffee table mythos. For right now, all donations will go to making this podcast better. Thank you so much for listening. Please give us a like, follow, subscribe, share, and review our podcast if you have the time. We are interested in what you have to say. This is Coffee Table Mythos. We'll catch you next time.